lace up your boots and get ready for TM5 United, your one-stop shop for all the news about our five stripes. Here's your hosts, Abner Castellanos and David Donis. What is up, ATLians? We're back at it again, Abner, even though we don't want to be, but we're here. Um, that's pretty much all we can say. Um, obviously, we're, we all know we're disappointed that United gets knocked out of the League's Cup. So we're always going to break that down. Just the, the overall state of Atlanta United, the fan base, the whole King Caboodle. But first, Abner, besides uh, the terrible game that we saw, well, not a terrible game, but the terrible result, how was your weekend? It was good, man. You know, um, had a little golf tournament this Saturday. You know, me and my man, partner won. That's all you ever do. Hey, man, look, look, I won some. Technically, I'm an amateur now because I won money off the, off the little tournament. So, you Is know, that how it works? I, you know, I, look, that's what I'm telling myself, and I'm going to believe it to somebody <laughs> tells you otherwise. Uh, but no, and then uh, me, uh, me and Andrew, and then my brother and my nephew uh, joined us for the game. Uh, we went to the game, of course, and we'll talk about that. Um, and then Sunday, we, you know, uh, went to uh, went to church and then went to uh, my little girl wants to play softball. So wow. I met up with, yeah, I met up with Bryce and had her and, uh, and Emily coach her, coach her up a little bit. And hopefully we'll see. I mean, she seems to like it. So we'll see. It's a she's whole new, ter- play, whole new territory for me. Though, right? so, uh, I don't know, dude. It's like she's, oh, uh, man. she's, she's my, she's my left, right. You got to fix that. You got to fix um, that, Abner. Um, so we'll see. I mean, she's still <laughs> she's still gonna play uh, in the spring, like um, soccer in the spring, and then um, basketball in the fall and softball. So we'll see. We'll see where it goes. We'll see what she likes. Um, I kind of like that she kind of wants to try new sports, anyways. But hopefully, eventually. Well, she'll... I, that's what they say, right? Like all like all professional athletes have played multiple sports. But like right. it's like less than one percent pro athletes only played one sport. So I, I, it's always good. I always I always played a bunch of different sports and. And if anything, it just helps you refine your 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 tools if you decide to go in another direction. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's good to hear, man. Uh, yeah, my weekend was good. Obviously, uh, you know, Saturday we caught the game, and you know, it is what it is, and caught the UFC fight night. So um, it was a good, oh, yeah, it was good, good UFC fight. Uh, that was fun. It's a good card. Uh, but yeah, other than that, um, I got the in-laws coming in this week, so. Uh, Oh. We, we spent we spent <laughs> we, we spent most of Sunday cleaning the house, and we'll probably be continuing um, this week. So I know that's. I thought you like had a maid. I uh, I mean, if you can call my wife that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yours is better, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. But she, let's she get does, into she it. She does better when I give her water. Yeah, yeah. Every now and then, you just gotta give her a little. Like the like, little hamster in the wheel, just yeah. a little water. <laughs> just a little water, little drops. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Amber, let's get into this, man. All let's right. get into it. So uh, Atlanta United, uh, they tie Cruz Azul 1-1 um, in the Formula East Cup. You go straight into Penales afterward, which Cruz Azul wins 5-4 on PKs, knocking out Atlanta United out of the League's Cup. Uh, so we, we were we talked about going into this game huh? Atlanta United need to show up because now we have three weeks before we have another competitive MLS match uh, it'll be interesting to see if we decide to do any friendlies in that uh, period but uh, just to recap the game uh, like in Atlanta United fashion which we always talk about they give up the first goal again in the 20th minute at home 
Uh, Vieta scores a goal in the 20th minute. Uh, then we come back in the 70th minute with uh, Santiago Almada magic. Uh, so that levels the game. Then we go into a penalty shootout. Our PK takers, uh, Brooks Lennon, Tristan Muyamba, Miguel Berry, Tiago Almada, Gigi, and Juanjo Purata with Miguel Berry and Juanjo Purata missing their penales. Cruz Azul missed their first one. Um, and and that's that's all she wrote. So um, Abner, before before I dice dissect dissect the game and get into it, um, first let me ask you: uh, you were you at the game? I was at the game. So on TV, it looked at best 50-50 Cruz Azul to Atlanta United supporters. Was, was it like that, or was it more in Cruz Azul's favor? So that's a funny question you ask, because uh, going into the match. Uh, before, like when we got parking, I was I asked uh, my brother and uh, Andrew. I was like, I was like, y'all think it's gonna be like 50 50, 60 40, and uh, we like we all kind of came to like a 60 40 conclusion. And then when we were waiting uh, to get inside the stadium, we started looking around. And I was like, dude, I don't know. This looks gonna look like more like uh, you know like 70 30, or you know it's not looking good. And we got in the stadium, and David, it was a sea of blue, man. See a blue everywhere. People so seventy thirty or more than seventy thirty. I think it's seventy thirty. Yeah, most of most of it. I think uh, compelled of uh, the uh, supporters section, and I were you've you know you've you sat in my seats before, but my seats for those that don't know, they're right next to the supporters section, and usually you know you you can hear them pretty well, dude. It, it was it was sometimes like I don't even know what chant they were singing, uh, what chant they're saying. You heard Azul 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 as loud as you could. And but uh, once Atlantic United did tie it up, uh, it was a tense match, and you know the Atlanta fans did wake up, and we you started to hear the the uh, momentum change in our favor. But yeah, it was it was blue, man, blue, 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 all the way around. So, so then let me let me ask you this, Abner, because I believe uh, the season ticket holders got this game included in their package. So if I'm not mistaken, I believe we've got. 30,000 season ticket holders, right? Maybe mm-hmm. 35. 30,000 or 35. So, in order for it to be a majority Cruz Azul, that means a lot of 17s had to sell their tickets, right? So, do you think uh, the fact that we didn't have a lot of support is more of the form of the team or just because it's an extra game that's not in MLS season? People didn't care as much, so they were like, ah, whatever. Or do you think it's a little bit of both? David, honestly, man, and this is where, like, I have my little complaints uh, about um, Atlanta United um, and any any sports team that you may follow. Like, whether they're good, whether they're bad, you watch them, you support them, you're always going to be a fan. And, yes, I know we're going through a big, big struggle, a big you know, unusual territory um, as far as, you know, the performance – because of who we have on the field, we shouldn't be performing like this. You know, I think most of us can agree to that fact. Um, so it's disappointing that a lot of people are like, we're not going to renew because of this year, blah, blah, blah. And I get it. That's everybody's choice. But it's kind of a ridiculous uh, statement to say just because, like, they're not doing good. You're just going to, like, just quit like that. But when they're doing good, you're going to start coming. Like, it, to me, it doesn't make sense. Now, if it's a financial issue, then I get it. You know, it is what it is. But... You know, David, it, it's um, I think it's a lot 
where people didn't want to get disappointed and didn't want to <laughs> show up, you know, spend their hard-earned money and, you know, for another disappointing result. And, you know, hey, you know, if you're a season ticket holder, you could have easily made a good, you know, little change back um, from those tickets because, like we said before, Mexican fans travel really well. And they showed that at the uh, Atlanta United, dude. Like, usually around us when we sit, Atlanta United fans all the time. And yeah, and, that and game, was, dude. It was Cruz Azul to my left, Cruz Azul to my right, yeah. Cruz Azul in front of me, Cruz Azul behind me. And there was the the couple ones that like are usually that are always there when we go, um, kind of like, oh, like it's only us today. <laughs> yeah. So and, that, uh, yeah, that was a little rough. Yeah. So I mean, it, I think it is. Yeah, like you said, it's because of the team's form. But you definitely want to support, no matter how the team is doing. Um, but it also all of MLS is getting the taste of this. I think I saw a video earlier today about a supporter from Toronto, um, you know, and they were talking about how they were more support for Atlas than Toronto FC in Toronto, and that should never happen. But, you know, that's part of it, right? Because for, for Cruz Azul fans, this is probably the one time they get to see their club in America, right? right. So they're, they're going to show out. And I think the next game they're playing, I think it's against Charlotte, and that's going to be in Texas. I guarantee you, especially in Texas, there's going to be a lot of Cruz Azul fans. I mean, it's kind of a weird situation because Charlotte wasn't able to secure a spot for their game because um, I believe that the Bank of America Stadium already had an event going, and I don't know why they couldn't get anywhere in North Carolina. But either way, the game's in Texas. There's going to be crazy. a ton of Cruz Azul fans for sure because, I mean, obviously Mexicans are all over the country. Um, but yeah, so I, so I wanted to just t touch on that before we get into it, but um, we're gonna, I'm going to break down the game, Abner, and and, oh. and and go through it, and you know we'll talk about the same things we see over and over again. But first of all, I want to I want to get your thoughts on what did you make of our our PK selection? Because uh, it's pretty crazy for you know it's Tristan Muyamba's first start, and he's taking the second penalty kick, and then you also had Miguel Berry come in, in the 89th minute to take a PK, I guess, and which he misses. A guy that scored one goal in the last two years, right? Mm -hmm. um, what does that show you? Because to me, that that seems to me like a lack of confidence from our other midfielders. Um, Yeah. Uh, David, like, whenever we saw the subs come in, I was like, why is Barry coming in? You know, if he's not coming in for Gigi, why is he coming in at all? I, I never, I didn't understand. And then I started thinking, oh, yeah, like, if we tie this, we go to PKs. So, coach probably already had his set on his start at his five already, right? Uh, so, I think that's that was one of the main reasons why he went in. Now, the reasons why certain players took the PKs, maybe at practice they show that, you know, the consistency. I'll tell you, for, I'll tell you from this point, and Andrew can vouch for me, when Purata went up, I had no good feeling of it. And when Betty went up, I had no good feeling about it. You can just tell there were a little bit, uh, the confidence was a little lacking. You know, it just, there was, they weren't sure of themselves whenever they went up. When Yamba, dude, I know he's only been, you know, with us for a couple, but when he went up there, he looked confident. When he was on the ball, at, on the field, he looked confident. He looked calm. He looked ready. He looked, he looked like he's been wearing that jersey um, his whole life. And he came up from the academy, like he was fighting, you know, like to show, hey, here I am. I'm worth, you know, 
I'm, I'm here I am to show you what I am and that I can be a value to this team um, so yeah I, I think uh, Coach Pineda already had his his selected five and the reason that he made those um, those changes yeah so I mean you're right he probably already had it but to me that that shows that there's a lack of confidence because oh definitely yeah your skill the fact that your skilled players aren't taking a penalty you know you're it'll settle your your Sadich um, obviously, you have Tiago Mata take his, the fourth spot. TG the fifth. You can argue whether you want your best players taking the first two or the last two. Either the way, they were in the five. But it's just it was really odd PK choice, and you're like, really, we're having Purata take a <laughs> take our like a sudden death uh, penalty. Uh, he was a sub too. Yeah, so it's it's really odd, and the fact that Muyamba is taking it that goes to show that probably nobody else wanted to take it, and he's like, well, I'll step up, which is good for him. Uh, right. But I think this team lacks uh, a lot, of, a lot of um, uh, confidence. But okay, so and, but you know the penalties is, is what it is. I know a lot of people were critiquing Brad, but I mean it's a he, he doesn't look like that good of a PK stopper. But you know it's penalties. It's kind of a crapshoot, and it's always skewed in favor of the striker. Um, so you never know what you're gonna. It's a PK shootout. You can pretty much almost flip a coin on it, right? Um, but. Yeah, I mean, so this game played out pretty much like so many games we've seen this season. A lot of possession, had the probably better early chances, and then boom, we get stupid defend, a stupid easy defending mistake. It came from a throw-in. For some reason, three players decided to go for a header that neither of them won, and a simple flick to the back post, and there's one player out there just free, free with all the time in the world. Levels it, I mean, uh, scores it, puts him up 1-0, and then boom. We're chasing the game the entire time. Uh, a couple chances for Kusasul. We had a couple chances. Uh, Gigi had a nice uh, do-it-yourself play. Um, and then, obviously, Amada um, tied it up in the 70th minute. But, Abner, it just seems so much with this team that we're pretty much relying on magic from Tiago Amada or Gigi to just pull something out of his butt. Like, there's not enough players on this team that are, are game changers. I mean, it's just like we're just relying on, boom, Tiago Mata, please do something. So many times you saw him pick up the ball from halfway point or the players were like, look, here, you do something with it. I don't want it. Yeah, definitely. Very Amala dependable, man. And, uh, you know, GG for him to hold the ball up there and, you know, do what he does up there. And, yeah, it just it, – there's no – no consistency, no no flow that we were seeing earlier in the season, which that's gone away, which, you know, kind of gets you to think maybe, you know, how big may, now Ibarra now looks to that team, right? Um, because maybe he was a, a strong, you know, security blanket for a lot of these guys. Now it's like, oh, man, I got to, you know, I don't know if that guy can hold his job or, you know, I got to do a little bit more of my job. You know, it's it just, it was just, it's weird. It's, it's weird. You know, it's awesome to see Almada do his thing, but David, he, he, he does not deserve this type of team, man. He, he, he yeah, deserves he to be it. somewhere where, where he can, you know, flourish more and be more of a, um, a boy of that free flowing instead of, you know, cause you can tell sometimes like, either like he'll do all this stuff for one person to mess it up with a bad pass or he'll do all this for a terrible cross uh, it, it was frustrating um you know it you know i was proven wrong but mosquera you know when he came in bro he changed the game he, he showed grit he showed excitement down the flank and i mean i think that's that was something positive 
many, many few positives I think that I saw was him coming off the bench. Uh, Almada, of course, Gigi, you know, plays strong. And uh, our the debut for Muyamba, I think that was it. But, David, it, it was, you know, yes, you know, we tied it up and it became a very exciting, but... Uh, it's it was it, it's just those um, those types of games that gets you frustrated. The handball, I still don't understand that call, um, and I get it. There's a rule like if the ball goes to your hand, whatever. But the same play was happened on the other side of the field that he called it. So where's the consistency in that? And I don't like to blame Rez, but you know it is what it is at this point. David, we got like three months before we play our next game. I think. <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, you know, the, the thing, too, Abner, is, like, um, you know, this type of style that we're playing, um, it's not where we've been the best. Cause you could, when we had Tata, we had Almiron, Jose Martinez, Nagby. It's not like we were a very possession-heavy base team. I mean, we scored a lot of goals on the counterattack. And I think unless you have the right players playing this possession style of soccer, it requires players that are game-changers that can break that block and also finishers and I don't think this team has enough quality to play this type of style and we talked about it over and over again I don't think it's going to change on a Pineda I don't know if it's going to change with the front office but uh, I would like to not be so possession heavy because I mean probably 95% of the games we play we dominate the possession stats right but we have 4 wins and now I guess 18 games so clearly it's not working and uh, we needed we needed to change something up, and I think we need to reevaluate our whole playing style. Uh, that, or we need to bring in the right players that can flourish in this type of uh, a system. I don't know. I don't know if you feel the same way, man. Yeah, dude. It, <laughs> it's so hard, dude. It's so hard to try and like think. Well, what else can we do? What you know? What is our opportunities as a team what is our, our formation you know a lot of people were like oh we changed formation it's working and then it's like okay it's not working anymore oh we did this it's not no it's not working anymore so david is it is it pineda is it like freaking out is he is he trying to find a solution are the players not responding like i don't know like it's it's I, just i think it's a systemic issue man i think it's it's our style of play it's the players that we have one, they're not good enough no matter what style of play we play. Two, I don't think they play well in this system. Um, I think it's just overall everything everything's flawed. Because I mean you can try formations, you could stick at the end Musqueda in. I mean, obviously you said Musqueda looked good, he did look good. Uh, but again, we need to have an end product. We need to have something to show for it, an assist and a goal. So well he did help on that one because the ball he touched the ball kinda lucky and it bounced to a mile and he finished it. Uh, but obviously you have to be there for that to happen. So I mean if he if he could turn it on that'd be great. But yeah, dude, I just I think unless you know, unless something dramatic changes, it's gonna these last ten MLS games, they're gonna be hard wins are gonna be hard to come by. Dude, I don't even to be honest, I don't even want to look at the remaining schedule because it's it just doesn't look pretty. Uh, but David, like uh, you, you know, speaking of like what you said about being a uh, system player, a role player. So if you put Gigi in any system, you think he'll flourish? Oh yeah. You put Amala in any system, you think he'll flourish? I think so. Yeah. Right. I think that's the only two players that we can say that's going to flourish. So. Our two main players, and I think Miles, you can put Miles in that in that conversation as well. Um, so 
you gotta find you gotta find a role for these players, right? You gotta find where they're best suited and what's best suited for the team. David, if it's defensive and we have to score one goal and we play defensive for us just to get those points, hey, by all means, the you know what is the reason for the season is for us to get in the playoffs. After the playoffs, it's you know is win or go home, you know. So what what can we do to get in? You know? So what and, you're saying is so what you're saying is you miss Frank DeBoer. I mean, at this point, <laughs> you know, at least we knew what we got from Frank and he got us a trophy, you know, and we knew what we were getting. We didn't like the style. Don't get me wrong. Nobody liked that style. But, dude, with Coach Renetta, you just don't know where you're going to get. You know, yeah. we're going for this. You're going for that. You're not starting this first. You're starting this first. You're bringing this guy off the bench. You're not bringing this off the bench. You're, uh, Purata has been starting all the games he's been playing. You know, some games he doesn't have a great game, but most of the games I think – we can yep. agree that he's been decent. He's been consistent. And then this game, which is a critical win or go home, and you don't start him, that, that kind and of who, throws and who, ma- who makes the mistake for the goal? Hernandez. Not, yep. He comes over, tries to win that ball when he should stay on his man, and mm-hmm. that's the play that's open, which is yeah. Purata would have been there the probably. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so, like, little things like that, right? It's, you know, so – why so are you freaking out because you're trying to change the system are you looking at you know week to week basis like what is it that you're looking for right what is it that that is going to be consistent for our team to go forward we got 10 games 10 important games david and if you tell me hey Abner, how many points out of those games do you think we're gonna get so obviously the max is 30 points you, you i would realistically say you probably need 10 to 15 points to at least secure a playoff spot David, I don't even know if we get nine. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's that's the state that we're that we're at, and uh, right now the team doesn't look good, and all you know marks and measures uh, of this club. But um, Admiral, let me ask you before I turn into the positives. Um, you think it's time for Pineda to be out? Uh, I mean, so. Objective obviously is to win trophies, right? We know that as in any any you know, as your normal job, you meet quotas or your normal job, you whatever you got to do to be as successful in what you do. There's certain things that you got to achieve. Um, we haven't won a trophy. We got kicked out of the U.S. Open Cup by a USL team, right? Maybe we weren't taking it serious. Maybe we weren't, whatever, whatever the reason being, it is what it is. We started the league good. Now we're kind of towards the back end. Basically fighting, you know, for to, for us to stay on top. Um, the least cup, which all the you know Mexican teams have taken seriously, and all the um, MLS teams have taken seriously, and we don't show up for that as well, and we're out of that. Now we're out for two weeks uh, before our first game. So you got ten games in, in my book. If I'm if I'm the owner, if I'm the guy that makes this, I go out to look. You got ten games. Make the playoffs and making it making make a an impact somehow. Um, not just make the playoffs and lose because I don't even think that's but make make an impact where we can see production as far as we can see a change in our team. Right? If it's the same old, same old dude, it's time. Thank you. Goodbye. Good riddance. Let's move on to the next for next season. Right. Um, yeah, I agree. And I, I mean Obviously, we got 10 games left. Uh, things can change. 
Uh, and I don't, I don't see us replacing Pineda because you really want to. You're not gonna if you re, do find a coach, you're not gonna get anybody good in that short of amount of period. Um, and you really want an interim coach managing the team for the last ten games? Probably not. So yeah, we'll probably give Pineda till the end of the season. I know Garth Logger had said that the goal was to finish fourth in the playoffs. I highly doubt that's gonna happen, especially with most teams above us. And I think even the team below us has played one less game than us. So we're already behind the eight ball, just being in seventh place <laughs> in the East. So, um, you know, I, I do, I feel fairly confident we'll make the playoffs. You know, what spot between fifth and ninth, don't really know. Uh, we'll just have to see how the team looks. Um, but we, uh, you mentioned it, we got, I think the first game is um, August 20th against Seattle in Seattle. Uh, so that's always going to be a tough play to uh, tough place to play, but just you know a couple of the positives, Abner. At least I mean I know we've, there's a lot of negatives, but again, Tristan Miyamba looked good. Uh, he looked a lot more direct, which I like seeing because I think that's something we like. We just too much side to side passing, very slow, very predictable. Tristan looks like he's more uh, more goal oriented and, and willing to to cut through players and make something happen. So I like the way he played and obviously he knocked down his pen, his penalty kick. And uh, the, so the MLS transfer window closes this Wednesday, Abner. Mm. And uh, apparently we're supposed to be announcing two signings this week. Uh, most likely a backup striker and a winger. No. So uh, something to look forward to. Hopefully they change this team and uh, they, I mean, they better announce it this week. If, they, if we don't announce anybody and all we got was Tristan, then we're in big trouble. So we got we got three weeks for everyone to recover from any injuries. Uh, I mean, Chol will be back. That gives us another option. Uh, we need to reevaluate, you know, how we're gonna how we're gonna play, how we're gonna approach these last ten games. We're gonna get Tristan Muyamba more situated with the team, and hopefully we get two new players that um, you know that are gonna make a difference in this in this in this team. Because honestly, man, we just need we just need people that like. Uh, they want to score a goal. I think we're just we have too many players that are content with just like Pass it pass it pass it here. You have it. We'll wait till a mother or GG do something I don't know David like you think those signings are really gonna make that much of a difference I Don't know. Um, I haven't heard a lot of buzz. I know we had that we talked about like that the Georgian winger um, looking for a backup striker. Obviously, a backup striker is backup, so it's not going to make that big of a difference. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to make anything dramatically. Um, yeah, it's just, I think it's more of just working what we got and just making the best, put the best team out there that's willing to, to play for it as much as possible. Yeah, I mean... I mean, it's it's gonna be nice to see, but ten games, uh, whole new rhythm. You know, I mean, at least if we get them in this week, we have like two weeks before our first game, so that's that's a bonus, I guess. But I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the only the only problem is like the <laughs> the visas take a while, so I think the team they're not even allowed to practice with the team until the visas get through. So that could take like the the full time period. Uh, but I mean now's the time to do it right <laughs> yeah, it's gotta i mean it's gotta happen yeah all right let me uh let me just go through the match stats and then we'll, we'll move on so uh land united wins the possession 60 to 40 percent um land united 15 total shots cruz azul six we had four shots on target they had three 
455 passes to 256 for Cruz Azul. Um, you know, a fairly physical game, just like a lot of the Mexico, uh, I mean, the Liga MX, MLS games tend to be. So 18 fouls for Cruz Azul, 16 for us. I think I, I'm trying to see, but at some point we had like five yellow cards with it, like for us. Um, so, uh, yeah, we had five yellow cards. Uh, we got them pretty early too. Um, but again, the, the stats pretty much tell the game right there, right? A lot of possession uh, with a lot, a whole, not a whole lot to show for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we got 10 games left. Atlanta United is in seventh place with 35 points. Uh, and uh, you know we kind of went through the schedule last time, but we got a lot of uh, a lot of tough places and teams that we're gonna uh, be playing. Um, so it is what it is. Anything to add, Mijo, before we move on? Um, you know, let's let's you know. Yes, we're in a we're in a bad you know funk right now with the Latin United, but guys, like you can't quit on your team. You gotta support them in the good, the bad, and the ugly. Keep your heads up and, you know, support. I know it's hard. I mean, but we all, you know, we have, you know, you know, we watch other other sports other than soccer. But, you know, I just, you know, it, it's kind of frustrating, but it's kind of, you know, something that I've always thought whenever, you know, I think that something that you said, I think you commented on one of the uh, uh, Milan United forums. It's like, it would have been nice to know when you were in the good times or something like that. Um, <laughs> Cause like yeah. David, like we were so spoiled the first couple of years, and like I even thought to myself, like man, this is like we're like excited to go to the game. Everybody's excited. The vibe is there. Everybody that didn't know about soccer are talking about oh, Atlanta United. Like I want to see what it's about. And when they witnesses, like man, this is like one of the greatest atmospheres. Like now, like when I introduce it, like I don't even want to take people because I feel like it's gonna be all talk and you know no show, right? It's gonna be like a dead, dead place to take them. But which is fine. But you know, to the to the point is, let's just keep supporting. Uh, like I'm as angry as any fan out there. I am as pissed as any fan, and I was there that who's a student made that their home crowd, the home team, and you know it, it was frustrating and. Yeah, let's just see what's what's up next. Let's see if we get two signings. Let's, you know, support them when they come in. Um, I think Moyamba was a nice spark to see out there, and we just hope that we can uh, continue to get guys like that because Gigi and Anmada are not players. I don't think they're going to be here to to last for, for a long time. Yeah, I guess Frank DeBoer was right, huh? We didn't like hearing it at the time, but I guess he was right that we were spoiled. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, the, obviously the Atlanta United, when we first broke into league, we had a lot of hype, especially with the atmosphere. And, uh, you know, the atmosphere has kind of dropped a bit. Um, you know, it's, we're in year, what is it, year five or six? Uh, we were in what, 2018, 2017? Year six, so, so we're in year six. It's just, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's expected after, you know, that many years, but I think a lot of it is just because of the form. I still have faith in our 17s. Uh, but we, yeah, like you mentioned, we still got to support. It's our club, and obviously, like being you, we love soccer. Soccer is always going to be number one. So, um, if anything, maybe tickets will be a little bit cheaper for <laughs> for other people <laughs> to go. But, but anyways, let's uh, let's move into uh, League's Cup. So, obviously, Man United, we crashed out of the tournament tournament, but it is wrapping up. The last uh, group stage matches are this week, and we go into the round of 32. Um, so for uh, on the flip side, 
uh, as much as we, as we don't like it, Charlotte and Orlando are actually through to the knockout round. Mm. So kind of just to, to pile on top of us getting eliminated. Um, but I want to ask you, Admiral, like, what, what do you make of the tournament so far? Like, I know we've we've seen some results where MLS clubs, like, beat the crap out of MLS. I mean, at Liga MX, and then on the flip side, Liga MX East clubs uh, beat some of the MLS uh, teams pretty bad. Um, so I want you to comment on that. And then also, like I mentioned, we've had uh, other people get the taste that we got. Uh, I know, uh, you know, like my cousin said it, when they played Lyon, it was like 80%, 20% at their fan, uh, the fans, um, and same thing in Toronto. And I'm sure a lot of MLS teams are experiencing it. So uh, so what do you make of that? I mean, it's just the same thing goes whenever it's USA versus Mexico, USA, Guatemala, you, and, you know, the, we're, they're going to show out. And until we're able to, like, not just the supporter section be the only like loud ones, but like all over the place filled, you know, with that passion of, of the team that you're supporting, you know, it, you can't change. It's hard. It's hard to change that, David. It's, it's hard to, uh, I guess, force people into that. Um, you know, obviously you want your teams to look good. So I think if Atlanta United was playing at a better, you know, soccer and we were in a better a feel for the game and a better precision. I think, obviously, I think it would have been more Atlanta United fans, but you know, at the end of it, it kind of shows you, you know, what happens when other teams come here that have a, a big following. Yeah, you know, and I mentioned at the top of the podcast, but, you know, for, for these fans, they don't get to see this their club all the time. So, obviously, it's a big occasion for us. For, for us, it's, you know, a regular weekly, uh, you know, Atlanta United match. So obviously they're gonna show out, but you know, you just hope obviously soccer is still continuing to grow, but you know, and for other leagues that would never happen anywhere else, you know. You would always have uh, you know, the, the home team with the biggest crowd support and the away team would have the, the small support in, in, in almost any setting. Um, but it's, a, it's the world we live in. Obviously we have a lot of um, Mexicans in America, so obviously they support their Liga and make peace club. I think I even saw some jerseys where um, it was like half Atlanta United, half Cruz Oh my God, I want to burn those dumb jerseys. And, but, well, but I mean, I guess it's better than it's better than completely just like, oh, I'm an Atlanta United fan and a Cruz fan. I'm just going to go and support Cruz Azul, all right? Uh, I don't know. I feel uh, indifferent about that, but you know, to each their own. What if um, what if you were from what if you were lived in Mexico and you're a Cruz Azul, Cruz Azul fan for twenty years and then you come over here and you're been an Atlanta United fan since? I would not be an Atlanta United fan. What? Why not? You live here because my team be? my team is Cruz Azul and I would oh, go for Cruz Azul. Here we go. What, you would was, you would have you would have other teams. I mean, Atlanta United for me would always be number one, but I mean, I would Okay, still... so if Comunicaciones came and played Atlanta United, you're going to wear a half Comunicaciones shirt and a half Atlanta United shirt? Or you're gonna I, wear wouldn't. United? I, I wouldn't because obviously, like, uh, you know, I, I, in my team from Guatemala is Antigua. Okay, um, so if Antigua came over then. Yeah, I mean, I would still support Atlanta United over them. Um, but again, if, if I lived like 20 years in Antigua or something like that, Maybe it might be a little bit different because I was, I was like, that was your club for so long. No, you still support the only, the only exception for that rule is moms who have two sons that play for each team. And she obviously has to wear that jersey. So she doesn't seem like she has a favorite. That's the only exception to that rule. 
All right, all right, Abner, coming from a cow- <laughs> coming from a Cowboys fan. Hey, look, hey, every every year is our year, and every year I support, and every year I get disappointed. It's a yeah. circle of life as a Cowboys fan, but that's yeah. a whole nother podcast. I'm not gonna. And get I into love that it. circle of life. I hope it never changes. Oh yeah, I'd rather I'd all rather right. have that than choke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, all right, so what do you make of the performances so far? Because uh, my my thinking, Abner, is um, you know I I think like the the top five like Liga MX clubs are better than the top five MLS clubs. But I think when you round it out from like the mid table to the back end, I think that's where MLS kind of takes over because obviously in Liga MX they don't have a salary cap like we do. So the top teams in, in Liga Mekis are able to spend a ton of money, but the other teams, the smaller teams, they don't spend as much money, and you probably you probably have MLS clubs that are probably spending more money than them, which is kind of why you see some of the results, because you obviously like saw like Nick Oxa, for example, uh, you know, they completely got, you know, blown out, um, and, you know, Charlotte beat them, and so, and you saw that St. Louis, who's top in the West, they got to beat them by Club America, uh, 4-0 so I don't know is that do you kind of feel the same way or you think that's or you, do you think something differently no I, I think you're you're spot on because it's been uh, it's been certain games where um, our top teams have actually looked good and also our top teams have also looked bad <laughs> you know it's like yeah. but as far as like the Mexican side they you know Monterrey Tigres Guadalajara Las Chivas and America uh, Las Aguilas, they they all looked pretty solid, you know. And um, I actually watched the uh, for many other reasons, but I watched the Tigres uh, versus San Jose last night, and dude, like Tigres were having their way. And I know San Jose is not obviously not one of the top dogs, but they have been playing pretty good soccer lately in the MLS. And yeah, I mean it's only a one-zero match, but Tigres had a lot of good chances in that game. I, I do love it, David. I just, I hope at this point, obviously, because Atlanta United is out, I hope it's an MLS versus a Liga MX is in the final. Uh, because if it's a Liga MX versus a Liga MX, that's going to be, uh, that's going to like kind of, kind of, it's kind of like, uh, you know, you know, pu- uh, puffing your chest out at the MLS. Like, look, you hosted this, you know, we technically played away but not really but still played away how to travel more than you guys and we came here and two of our teams from our league are in the final while no not even one can make it to the final you know so yeah and you have more teams in the tournament too and you have more teams yeah because yeah so <laughs> we'll see i think last time i did a count i tried to count like it was strictly mls versus league i mekis i think before yesterday's games um it was 10 10 9 or 11 10 11 wins for um mls teams and then nine wins for um um league i mekis yeah so it's been pretty even but what's what's um what's interesting to me is like some of the blowouts so you have um so you have that game where minnesota blew out puebla 4-0 um then you had new england blow out san luis 5-1 uh not MLS related. I mean, Liga MX, MLS, but NYFC blew up Toronto 5-0. Uh, but then you have Philadelphia beat uh, Carataro 5-1. Um, so you had some big blowouts for MLS, but then you also had a couple ones for Liga MX, like Monterrey beat Salt Lake 3-0. Uh, 
I mentioned America beat St. Louis 4-0. Um, you have Pumas beat DC United 3-0. And then Monterrey beat Seattle 4-2. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. I think the round of 32 is really where you start seeing, um, you know, the, the really like the really good, good games. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I gotta, I gotta look in the uh, the format again, but I don't know if in the round of 32 if they're still gonna do the same thing where it's straight to penalties or if they're gonna uh, go to extra time. Yeah, that's I. I think it would have to go straight to penalties, right? I'm assuming yeah. it would just to kind of because I don't know. Maybe once everybody's in the. I uh, went. Wait, actually, when does the round of? Uh, the last. The last group stages end Thursday, so um, I don't think they've announced the matches yet, because I, I would assume, well, yeah, I'm not sure. I have to check to see Thursday? when those games. I know the last group stages are Thursday, because we got a couple games, like, every day this week. Let's see. No, because Charlotte and Cruz Azul are already playing on Thursday. Well, maybe that's and the And Inter-Miami uh, and Orlando are already playing on uh, Wednesday. Oh, so maybe it ends today then. And that's already the round of 16. Or is already, it's already the round of 16. Okay, you Just, might be right. Oh yeah, many, you're uh, right. You're right. All yeah, right, today, so. today it's today, right? Yeah, it is today. Okay, so I got you. America and Columbus are playing right now. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, so I guess today is the last day for group stages, then we get into the round of 16. On round of 32, round of 32, I mean. Yeah, Wednesday, because Wednesday we have Houston, Pachuca, Inter, Orlando, LASC, Juarez, um, Mazatlan versus Dallas. And then Thursday we have Atlas, New England, Charlotte versus Cruz Azul, which would have been Atlanta. Um, Universidad Nacional, which is the Pumas versus Quetaro, or Queretaro. Uh, Leon versus Salt Lake, Red, which is New York Red Bulls versus New York FC. Philadelphia, DC United, Portland, and Monterrey. That's going to be a good one. And then Tigres versus Vancouver. Yep, yep. It's going to be fun. That All should right. be pretty fun. All right, Abner. Last thing FIFA Women's World Cup. So Portugal's going to win. <laughs> it could <laughs> happen. Um, but just some, some pretty interesting results. So, um, Bro. Yeah, yes. Australia, Australia beat Canada 4 0, man. <laughs> Uh, Japan also beat uh, Spain 4-0. Yeah, Colombia beat Germany 2-1 in the last, like, like the 97th minute or something crazy like that. Yet Sweden beat Italy 5-0. Um, so you had some pretty crazy one-sided results. Um, also, New Zealand is officially eliminated. So, you know, they're co-hosts, so they're out. Um, then you also got Canada getting eliminated. That's kind of crazy because we've seen Canada has been, like, a top team for the last, uh, you know, for a, for a long time. So for them to be eliminated is uh, pretty, pretty disappointing for them. Yeah, dude, very disappointing, I would say. I, I think if you told me they were going to be out, I think I would probably laugh at you. But, yeah, I mean, at this point, it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. USA's got a tough match tomorrow, man. I hope they show out. I hope they come out swinging and show that great going into the, the um, you know, the round of, round of 16 but dude the one that surprised me was um, uh, Spain yeah that was 4-0 uh, yikes 
Yeah, what a blowout. Uh, the U.S. game is only uh, nine hours away. Are you going to stay up, Abner? <laughs> no, I mean, six man. hours. Six hours away. No, I'm just going to wake up at four and then pick <laughs> my phone. And then if it's closed, I'll, I'll wake up and watch the last couple of minutes. If it's not closing. Because even if a tie, we go on, right? Yeah. Most, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll I go believe through. so. Well, right. But we might go into the group at, at second with a draw. Hey. Yeah, we got to challenge ourselves sometimes, I guess. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> it'll be interesting, but definitely the U.S. getting knocked out of the group, it's going to be a huge, huge disappointment. Mm-hmm. Is it, is it more disappointing than the U.S. Uh, men's not uh, qualifying for the World Cup? Well, there's nothing worse than not qualifying for the World Cup, so... Well, when, was... you're, when you're number one in the world... Yeah, I guess so. But, I mean, you even had the World Cup where Italy didn't qualify and their previous World Cup winners, so. I mean, that's a trend, though. That's been happening the last couple of years. Well, it's getting knocked out of the group. There was one where Italy didn't even make it to the World Cup, right? Yeah. It's like every the, the, the year after you win it. So, Argentina is going to suck it up the next World Cup. Yeah, well, it's, they always get eliminated out of the group stage. They usually still qualify for the World Cup. No, yeah, they're going to qualify for a World Cup. I'm saying they're not going to have a good World Cup. They're going to get knocked out of the group stage? Yeah, they're going to get knocked out, but put money on it. Hey, hey that's that. you should put a bet on that. I will Vegas. once it comes out. Yo, speaking, all right. speaking, of, speaking of what? Speaking of bets, I did pretty good this weekend. Oh, yeah? Where do you place bets at? Or are you talking about on the golf course? Oh, no, the golf course, I always do well. You know, it's because I have an eraser, so I'm always able to erase my score. Hey, <laughs> you, just, you, you, kick, you, kick, you kick your ball when nobody's looking, huh? Yeah, it's like, oh, oh yeah, you shot a what? <laughs> <laughs> but, nah, but, uh, David, it's going to be a long time since I talked to you again. Well, we'll still get together next next week, and we can, we can review the League's Cup and, fe- and the Women's World Cup in the meantime, and then, obviously, the signings should come through this week, so we can talk about that dissect that but um i mean i'm hoping that the team will probably you know i, I would think they would try to schedule like a friendly or two um i mean because we gotta we gotta get some kind of rhythm I, I would hate for us to just sit around for three weeks and then just come into go to seattle and expect to just win or at least get some points away from that yeah. uh but you know it is what it is abner we can only hope for the best and hope this team turns around uh you never know you know, it really, when it comes to soccer, momentum is huge. All it takes is one win, and you can you can hit your stride. Or on the flip side, we can come back, lose again, and it's just same old song and dance, same old story. Same old story, just a different day, baby. Yeah, but either way, show up, support your club, ATL. Let's go. We out of here. Peace. <laughs>